What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Samantha, and it's my podcast, Natural Lies. So today is October the 15th, and it is 3.32 p.m. So I wanted to tell y'all before I start, the wind might be blowing, and you might hear some cars driving by because I'm outside, sitting outside, enjoying my day. Like, I woke up today in a good mood. Like, some days, I'm not going to say I don't have my days where I'm like, where I have a moment, but I remember um, before I got saved, I would wake up like angry sometimes or unsettled and it would dictate my entire day. And um, I'm just so happy to know that now I don't have those days anymore. I, I have what I consider a moment. And it's literally saying, hey, in this moment, this is what I felt. This is what um, I need to process. But moving forward, this does not need to dictate my entire day. And so I'm happy for the moments and not the days where it lingered on, where I went to sleep mad and woke up the next day still unsettled from something that wasn't um, handled the day before. Uh, I'm just happy for that. And so... I'm outside enjoying my day. I woke up early this morning because I had a client at 8.30. When he got here, I was like, um, dang, I didn't, you know, like, it's it's new for me to see men at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Like, you know, sometimes women, they kind of like drag in a little bit too. Um, I had somebody doing 9 o'clock a few weeks ago. But I was just like, dang, at 8.30, he was like, well, if you would have had 7.30, I probably would have been here at 7.30 because he's like, he just likes to start his day. And um, he sets forth some goals that, you know, he looks to achieve on the weekend and throughout his business that he's running. So I was like, well, shout out to you, okay? Like, shout out to you for, you know, getting up and starting your day and then coming to see about you, you know, by getting a massage and just taking time to pour into yourself so I've been in a really great mood. Like <laughs> I didn't even get that much sleep last night because my it was homecoming from my old high school. Shout out to Hunter Central, but y'all got y'all tails be okay. My nephew played for Oak Hills, and they whooped them so bad. It was like 54, to like 14 or something like that. It, they just whooped on them, but it was still a good like experience. I hadn't went to a high school football game at my school since I graduated, and that was 11 years ago. So. Um, it was definitely good. Good to see some old faces and um, some familiar faces and stuff. So I didn't get really much sleep last night. I went to bed around <clears throat> two in the morning, and I had to get up at like seven thirty to ensure everything was ready to go um, for my clients this morning. But I did set up last night and see. I like to prep before I get up in the morning before I go to bed because I feel like if I go ahead and knock it out of the park before I go to bed. I won't have that rough start in the morning, you know, it's kind of like just prepping so that way you don't have to overexert yourself early on, you know, you get to tend to whatever needs you need to tend to before you start seeing your clients or starting your day. So I've been in a really good mood in spite of not even getting enough, like a lot of sleep. Um, It's been really, really good. I've had an amazing morning. I went walking. Um... My pastor is actually doing this 75-day, it's 75 hard challenge. And so he is working 
on some goals for 75 days because he said the Holy Spirit told him during his sabbatical that he needed like that this is the time to be um, a better better disciple and so he's doing things that better help him you know do what God has instructed that he needed to do so he's like working out reading the Bible like he has like a set list that he does literally every day and so I was like so but the Holy Spirit told him he couldn't share until day 50 because if he would have started on day one it would have been basically like you know he would have been looking for I guess you know like I guess maybe encouragement from like social media or whatever the case may be but so he shared it on day 50 and so he's gonna show the remainder 25 days so I googled how many days was left in a year because I was like I need to be doing this and it was 79 so I was like dang like boom right on it like yeah like let's get it so I was like I'm doing that so I'm doing that challenge and I started today because I went walking and I walked I probably walked two miles but every day I want to walk a mile and I'm just listen to praise and worship just or sometimes podcasts if you don't listen to Tim Ross basement podcast you really missing out tap in to what he's talking about literally amazing he's kind of like my mentor actually like so dope yo and I had the opportunity to actually hear him speak live when I was in Tulsa at the conference because he's good um, friends with my actually best best friends with my pastor so he's so dope I can't wait to I'm gonna just put it in the atmosphere like I can't wait to the day I meet Tim Ross in public and like and he asked me to do a podcast with him. It's gonna be so fire. Okay, so remember this day, okay, October fifteenth at three thirty seven PM period. So when you see it, say, Oh my gosh, she talked about that on the podcast. Pastor Tim Ross gonna invite me on the basement and we're gonna talk that talk, okay, period. So, um I do wanna do like praise and worship and like listening to um podcasts and stuff like that as I walk the mouth. So I want to do that, and then I want to um, spend time reading my Bible. I want to actually read two chapters every day, um, do my devotional, and just be intentional about the things that I'm doing on my journey with Christ, like things I'm seeking from God, but also things that I'm willing to give 100% to God, you know, which is time, dedication, all kind of amazing things that it takes to um, keep a relationship anchored the same way we pour into our spouses our friendships and stuff as relationship in, in a relationship we have to view God that way as well like he's our father but we also have a relationship which means we need that intimate time where it's just him and I with no distractions you know we need that time where I'm learning him and I'm learning him by getting in his word and you know journaling and all these things you know so it's just amazing so those are some of the things that I'm doing on the next 75 days and I cannot wait to see what um, God is gonna do in those moments because like I was telling people today like God can do a lot in a little bit of time it literally says like our time is not God's time like what it takes us to do like literally in like a thousand years it take God to do in a in, in a day so I'm just happy to be able to um, be doing the 75 heart challenge if you want to tap in, tap in, because it's going to be like that. Um, I know I'm kind of ranting and raving right now, but I really feel like this is how we have our conversations. Like, this is kind of how we have our girl talk, you know. I want to hear what you guys got going on. Um, if you want me to know your testimonies, if you want to reach out and talk to me. I'm not I'm not one of them people who was like, um, 
blown up and feel as if I've forgotten that we are all human. No, listen, that is not me. If you reach out to me, my par- my podcast email is actually my business account, which is um, Natural Lost Podcast, one word, um, at gmail.com. So if you want to email me, listen, baby, I'm going to reply to you, okay? I literally came home from Tulsa with like 15 to 18 emails, okay? And I literally set time, set time apart to respond to each and every single one of them. So that's just who I am, though, like. You just never know what you could do for people in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, but also just remember, we all human. I don't idolize my platform. I don't idolize the position that God has called me to serve in. I've come to this position to reach his people. And how else will I be able to um, reach his people if I'm not interacting with them? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, reach out if you want to reach out. If you want me to know how your 75-day hard challenge is going, hashtag 75 hard challenge on tiktok instagram like all of that it's lit like i encourage you to literally sit for some time to actually seek god for some things that you want him to do in your life and some things that you are um looking to give him to show him how dedicated you are to him and his word so I wanted to just get up here and talk to y'all because y'all know I'll be missing y'all. And I know I've been having a podcast roll out. Like, y'all, God is like, yeah, we back in the season. Like, and I'm like, hey, because sometimes I'm like, God, I don't got no podcast. I don't got no podcast. Um, no podcast discussion or like no topic. And y'all was literally sitting outside. God's so intentional about what he does. And he told me to, t- like, literally, I'm like, I just want to do a podcast. I haven't had a title yet. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about. Um, I started, then it started coming to me about what God wanted me to talk about. And I felt like God wanted me to talk about it the other night. But God knew I was like mad tired. I was like sleepy when I was reading this part. But I was just like, oh my gosh, it was so good. Just like so good. And so um, I felt like he wanted me to release this word. But I was like, um, it just needed some time to marinate. Because God, sometimes he needs you to marinate on it for a few days. And it's because in those moments, he's going to be sending you some things that align with what you read to give you some feedback on how to apply it um, when you're explaining it to other people. Because not everybody understands Bible talk. And sometimes, heck, I don't even be understanding some of the Bible talk. That's why I be having to research, be having to look up like certain things um, to get a better understanding. So I was letting the word marinate. And y'all, literally, I'm sitting outside. A car about to go by and it's kind of loud. Um but I was sitting outside and I just had got all my stuff and sitting on the porch and I'm just enjoying myself. It's a kid-free weekend. And I'm just, I just said this weekend, I'm just resting, recouping from Tulsa because the week, I didn't really get to rest this upcoming week because um, I had the boys and, you know, I had to go back to work this week and all these things just kind of like kick and start back into gear. And um, so yeah, I'm kid free this weekend. So I was like, I'm definitely not doing anything. Like I'm resting and I'm going to be intentional about resting because I just know God is working with me so heavily on like resting. And he's like, hey, you need to be resting because some seasons I'm about to start approaching where we're not going to be able to get much rest because I'm about to have you elevating in ways you didn't even know. And like, we are going to be on the move. Okay. Like some nights you might be sacrificing some sleep to get some things done. So I need you to be intentional about the rest that I'm giving you right now. Don't look at it as you're not doing something. And I say that because sometimes we confuse 
constant movement with moving and God had to get on me so heavy about that. He was like, I need you to understand that just because you're moving and you're making movements and you're doing things, that doesn't mean you're 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 progressing and you're moving in the way that I want you to progress and move. And I was like, dang, that's so good because I used to beat God up so bad about like, but God, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm I'm so gifted and I'm so this and I'm so that and I'm so not used to like sitting around doing nothing. And God was like, that 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 constant movement if it's not in the season that i currently have you in that's pointless movement my girl and like you should be resting instead of doing constant movement because all you're doing is draining yourself it's literally not even in the wheel that i have for you in this season and so you doing all of that is literally like it's not in vain but it's not like you know like it's not we're just gonna say it's pointless okay because it is pointless so he's like, I need you to be resting. Stop trying to find things to do that prevents you from sitting still and from resting in who I am and knowing that although it might not look like you're moving, you are because you're doing the things that I've called you to do. And yet yeah, might be seven things when you're used to doing 27, but it still doesn't matter. It's literally like you're doing what i'm telling you to do and these are moves that's going to allow you to progress to the next stage of your life so i'm like hey so i am resting this weekend and it feels so amazing today to know like i don't have to do anything literally just sit here and rest and so i was telling god like god i want to do a podcast today i'm sitting outside feeling amazing about to do my bible stuff and um i had just been reading in a word and um the Holy Spirit gave me a title. I'm literally sitting. I was literally sitting outside eating some ice cream, right? And um, I don't know if y'all eat the gelato ch- chocolate chip cookie dough, but girl, it's so fire. Um, I was literally sitting outside, and I hadn't had a podcast talk. Like, I hadn't had a topic, and literally the Holy Spirit said, the topic is um, not everybody makes it to this point. And I was like, what? Like, dang, that's heavy. But then I didn't even really, like, start thinking about it until – God gave me, reminded me of um, the stuff I was reading in the Bible the other night that he had put on my heart. And I was just like, so then I went back to kind of like re-briefly over it before I started. And I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder you told me that the podcast talk is called Not Everybody Makes It Up to This Point. So let's get into it. Um, I've just enjoyed, I just, before I do start because I definitely want to get into what we're talking about but I wanted to say also like y'all had an emotional moment today because I was just like God you are so faithful like God is literally so faithful and I say he's so faithful because um a girl (coughs) sorry I had to sneeze shout out to to Brianna McDougal BB yeah that's my girl like the girl she gonna shop when I drop the merch she like she gonna she gonna she gonna put it on okay period like she gonna av- she gonna advocate for me she gonna pour into me she gonna like uplift me and it's so amazing because like god is literally like letting my light shine through his image like you know what i'm saying like literally just doing what god has called me to do and people see me and i feel so heavy on when pastor tim ross said when i was in tulsa that he used to be he's been a pastor for like i think he said 15 years and he was like the holy spirit told him to stop pastoring and to um start a podcast and it's called the basement like i was just telling y'all and he said and he started i think pastor tim ross started his in march yeah of this year and he said 
more people know me now from my podcast than they ever did as a pastor heavy on that okay because like y'all like i've done building i've done joe's craft shack i've been a nurse i've done so many things and literally the most people know me for is my podcast like shout out to pastor tim ross for that gym he dropped that gym and i was like oh my gosh like that just jumped into my spirit and i was just like oh my gosh like that it's so fire you know and um so yeah um i wanted to um i got a little distracted because i saw a dog <laughs> so yeah um i'm just excited because literally god is just using people to remind me that i'm doing what he's called me to do and that people see me you know and people value me and people are rooting for me and so i said shout out to bb because shorty is like gonna always ensure that she lets me know that she sees me and that she values me with her word and um she's just so uplifting and so encouraging and just always ensuring that i know to keep going even when it's hard keep fighting even when it's not looking like god said it would look just trust the process and keep being yourself and and just keep showing up because god is using me and it's literally setting other people free so shout out to her that's my dog period and then i also i don't know the guy's name on tiktok but he um he was like um i did a video on the 75 day challenge and he was just saying how i know you normally speak to women and stuff but um i just wanted to say like you know even as a man like he's just so empowered by what i'm saying and he follows my podcast and he listens and um how I've, heard, I, how I've helped him on his own journey. So, like, shout out to this not being just for women. Like, this literally being for God's children, being set free from things they didn't even know they could be set free from. But also, like, uplifting and encouraging them as they embark their own journey. And just evolving and knowing that the beauty of Christ literally is that it fits whatever you need it to fit and thank god that god didn't just want people and things to be one way because there's literally just one of you so you would not meet those qualifications and neither would i so shout out to him for you know like just feeding my spirit with that today it was so dope just people just here lately have just literally been reaching out just saying how much i would inspire them people have literally just been showing so much love and it's so fire god like i just was emotional early and i'm just like god thank you like growing up i just really felt like nobody saw me and i was neglected as a child i felt like you know didn't really get much attention wasn't really people's favorite and especially after i had my kid at 16 you know a lot of people had kind of like wrote me off and after a while you start kind of like doubting yourself but then I started picking it up, but I was picking it up to survive, you know, not necessarily thrive. Just thinking that I had to learn these things about myself to live out here, you know. So, shout out to everybody that's, you know, spreading the love of what this podcast is doing and what my, my voice is doing and how it's healing you and how it's encouraging you. And it's just so fire. So, I wanted to say that before I get into the topic so like i said the topic is not everybody makes it up to this point so i was expressing um how before i went to tulsa i was just in a season of uncertainty where i'm like god i know i'm not outside the will of your life like the will for my life um but i also and i also know you haven't abandoned me but god i'm not really sure like what we're doing in this season and um 
he revealed to me that it's the waiting season and it's literally the waiting season because y'all i if you follow my podcast if not you're new to this not true to this just yet um i know you will be soon um just go back and check out some of the episodes that i have posted earlier on in the podcast and you will see like the journey i embarked on that god had called me to go and do and you'll hear the things i struggle with and um just some of the things that i didn't know standing here today that i could be set free from when i was back then dealing with it so um i say that to say like um i'm in the waiting season because i've already put in some work like in the past year and a half shout out to being saved for over a year like not lukewarm literally all in it's so freaking dope and if you're lukewarm i just want to encourage you to look throw in the cold part and just be hot for god like literally open humble open transparent open humble open and transparent just be hot on fire for christ like just knowing you are who you are with the struggles you struggle with but you are god's child and literally as you evolve and as you grow in christ god will literally mold you into who he's called and created you to be so um yes i have been waiting in the harvest season for the promises that god revealed that he was going to do for me back in january on the daniel's fast he kind of just gave me like a synopsis of my life and what he's doing in me and of course he didn't reveal just everything then because that's the beauty of christ like keeping it god doesn't god says my thoughts are not your thoughts my ways are not your ways and that's the beauty of christ because he always gonna one-up you you know you can never figure out god because the moment you figure out god god is not god anymore so I am in the waiting season where um, he's promised me some things and Mason was actually a reminder for me this year because the number seven is um, the year like the number seven means um, completion and Mason turned seven in September and um, God had just really been revealing to me in this season that God is about to start completing some of the things he had already started in me so I'm in the waiting season and I was uncertain before I went to Tulsa and God gave me revelation where I, which is what I'm kind of doing to you guys right now I was just like God like what are we doing like y'all like seriously like um what like God I I'm 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 I've done what you said I've been faithful like I know I haven't been perfect but like I've given up things that I didn't even think I could live without, honestly. Like, literally, y'all hear me in my podcast, like, telling y'all all the tea. Okay, like, literally, car got repossessed. Literally, house almost went into foreclosure. And literally, like, y'all, I was just like, God, I've done what you've said, dude. When is the money coming? And I and I asked God that because um, when God had, God has literally had me on a fixed heavy income when i say fixed heavy like baby you this is the budget like period it, it, it's like this is the budget um and i had to learn that god was telling me if i trust you with little i'll trust you with very much and so i know that god is listen, listen i'm gonna be the first millionaire in my family and i don't care who who don't believe that i got crazy faith and i have um I know that I have been stewarding very well over what God has given me. And I know that it's on the way. But I was having a moment. And I still have some moments because I'm not done completely. Um, I just be like, God, where's the money at? Like, God, I, I, I don't. Like, I know 
you'll do it. You'll provide. You literally provide all the time. But, like, how many more days am I going to have to, like, like, not have the money I would like, but I definitely have, like, if it, the money I need. And sometimes, like, um, some things have to go without, like, literally, before I was going to Tulsa, I was praying to God. I was like, God, I need, um, I'm, I'm nervous. I was like, God, I haven't been able to pay my mortgage. Like, I'm nervous. And I don't want people, if you're in this season where God has literally called you out of something such as a job. I don't want you to, and you're not able to pay your bills, and other people in culture will try to make you feel like you don't steward well over your money, or you have these issues because you put yourself in these positions and stuff. Don't, don't believe that. And I say don't believe that because um, if you know that that's something God has told you to do, people who have not said yes to your yes are not going to be able to understand. Um, and sometimes they fix their mouth to speak on things that they too haven't experienced but also that they don't even know they could even hold on to or fulfill if God told them that that was something that they had to do so don't feel like um if you're in this season of your life that God like that you're disappointing God because you don't have money so um, because I know that God has told me to trust the process. I've started the practice that God has told me to start. I've been having clients and I'm so thankful for that. Like so amazed. It's so, it's so amazing. And, um, I'm just waiting, like waiting on my final location for my practice, but running it out of my house right now, like God instructed me to do and just literally showing up with gratitude, knowing like it's on the way, like period. I'm so happy where I am right now because I told y'all here is holy. And all you have is all you need. So, I was just telling God before I went to Tulsa, like, God, I haven't been able to pay my mortgage. Like, it's not that I don't want to pay my mortgage, baby. If I had the money, <laughs> baby, if I had the money to pay this house off, I would go right now on a Saturday and the bank is closed. Probably camp out till Monday morning at 8 or 9, whenever they open. And give them the check, okay? I would pay my tithes on that money first. And then I would give them the check, period. I would say, here, here's all this money that is yours. Pay this house off, okay? Some of us would get that money and probably ball out. I even tell y'all on my podcast how, like, even when it was tax time, no cap. It was tax time this past year. And the Holy Spirit said, um, you're going to pay your tithes on that money, on your tax money. And you're going to take... The rest of the tax money you're not spending any of that tax money you're gonna take all of that tax money and um go give it to the bank for your mortgage because my mortgage was past due and stuff but um it wasn't it, it still wasn't a, like enough to clear the balance um but it was enough to not oh to, heck it locked it knocked it down some you know what i'm saying because something's better than none and um i literally lied to you know i think it was like 52 to 5400 and after i paid my tithes and god was like um we're taking all that money and we're going to take it to the bank and I need you to not feel bad about giving the bank the money um, but trusting that I'm going to take care of you and I don't I'm telling you you got to go back and listen to my podcast of where I was in that season literally like I'm literally driving three hours to commute to school every day Monday through Thursday and being a single mom my house had flooded last year just so much and I'm like whoa God like you're telling me to take my tax money <laughs> Like, this is some bands, okay? Like, you know how much I need? I need this money right now. And um, he was just like, you need me more. So, um, take the money to the bank. And he also told me, before you go in the bank, I need you to pray. 
before you take them the money. I need you to pray that you're not going to miss the money when you go inside. And so I sat in the car and I was like, um, I went on my lunch break at school and I was like, God, I know you've instructed me to give these people this money. Please, as I give it to them and as I walk out that bank, do not allow me to miss this money. Do not allow me to be like, well, dang, I could have did this with this money because you told me what to do with the money. And that's me being obedient. So I don't want to start having these thoughts of what I could have done, which would have been being disobedient. So I went in, I gave them the money and I walked out just knowing that it was something God told me to do and to not feel bad about it. And I didn't feel bad about it. I just knew I was happy just knowing that um, for one, God had provided and for two, that um, the balance got knocked down and for three, like I just had crazy faith, same, like my faith is by far greater then now than it was then but it was crazy then and it's even like literally it's on crazy faith right now oh i hear ice cream truck but um it's crazy faith right now and so um i had to give up that tax money and so i was just like oh my gosh but i say all of that to say like um god has me in a season where i'm not really making much money and so I do not get a chance to pay my mortgage like I would like because the money that I do make, I have to, um, you know, pay the bills that like the lights. Um, shout out to my grandpa because my, my, my water bill gets sent to my parents' house and my grandpa pays it every month. Shout out to him. Okay, periods. And I don't feel bad about it one bit because he's literally that was something he volunteered to do and it's been love okay i don't question it i don't act when are you not gonna pay it like he's literally an on-time person so the bill is never late it's always on time so shout out to him and i'm even using his truck now because i told you how my car got repossessed or whatever but um i've been using the money that i have to um that i do make to pay the little odds and ends bills like my phone bill and stuff like that and then also like um Maddox tuition at school and stuff so I have been stewarding very well and then I pay my tithes and offering I, I literally have to pay 10% of my tithes before I touch that money and then I've dedicated myself to paying $50 and offering to God because um I tell y'all also on the podcast about a season where he told me to pay $20 and I was paying it but then I had stopped and um the power of conviction came heavy on me and I was just like God I'll even I'll commit to paying $50 just to show you that I'm serious and um, so I've been paying $50 since and I don't regret it. Like, I literally don't regret it. And so I pay my tithes and my offering first. Like, as soon as I get that money, it's in there, okay? And so I haven't been making much money, so I haven't been able to pay my mortgage like that. And before I went to Tulsa, I was just telling God, like, God, um, <laughs> the bank is going to be looking for this money soon. And um, what do you want me to tell them? Because... You know, last time the mortgage got behind and um, they sent the letter saying um, there I had to pay the money by a, a certain day. And if not, they were going to start the pre foreclosure paperwork and all this. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, God, what are we doing? What are we doing? And um, he told me he, um, I needed to have faith like Abraham. And he said, I don't need you to tell any of your friends who do not have a relationship with me because I do not get need them giving you a culture answer. I need. Um, your I don't need your faith being, you know, dwindled down because somebody has given you an answer who doesn't even have a relationship with me. So their automatic instinct is survival, and um, also being the one to figure it out. So 
I was like, God, you're so good. So he was like, we're not telling anybody who does not have a relationship with me. And literally, I told one person who had a relationship with God who um, I could fight in and just, you know, help me grow. And just amazing because they share where they are on their they share where they are on their own journey in Christ. And so um, I was just confiding in this person, just telling him, you know, my situation. But anyway, they ended up paying the seven thousand dollars for me. And um, it was amazing. I was just so thankful because it literally kept me in my house. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And God was just saying, like, the same way I showed up for Abraham, I was going to show up for you. I just needed you to have crazy faith to believe that. And so um, before I went to Tulsa, I was just telling God, like, God, they're going to be wanting their money. And um, <laughs> um, I don't know what you want me to tell them, big dog, because um, I ain't got it. <laughs> and um I'm like, God, I'm doing everything you told me to do. I'm stewarding well over the money that you told me to steward well over. I'm paying my tithe. I'm paying my offer. I'm giving. I'm doing all kind of stuff. And so I'm like, um, yeah, I doubt, you know, like, not going to be able to pay that. And um, so I need you, you know, I, I need to be figuring out what to do before the paperwork comes out. Because I'm like, after a certain while, you just kind of like be like, okay, well, I ain't paying my mortgage in like three, four months. Um, pretty sure the bank wants their money and um, you know they're gonna be calling you or whatever the case like that maybe and um, so I was just telling God before I went to Tulsa like God I just don't want to have to deal with that again like I know you've called me to face giants before like the first time that was a giant okay I'm literally like David and Goliath and um, I literally defeated you know Goliath with God's help or whatever and um I'm like God. I know, like you, you, you see me as this, as this, as this good and faithful servant, and that you see me as miraculous. Literally, can overcome anything because I have the power to. Because you are in me, and I'm like, but God, I just don't want to face that giant again. And so I've been, I was praying, like God, I don't want to do that. It's not that I don't think you would do it again. It's just like God will. It's not that you don't think, but it's just more so like you don't know how. You start thinking like, dang, I ain't got no more people to ask. And um, I'm not asking the same person who did it before. You know, like, it's just like, God, how are you going to do it? But see, that's the mystery of Christ. God doesn't want you to always know how he's going to do it. He just wants you to trust that he's going to do it. And so, lie to you not, <laughs> came home from Tulsa Saturday, opened the mailbox, and what do you know? There was literally the paper that I was dreading. And it said, you owe $5,554.68. And I'm like, and it was like, you have till October the 21st to play it, or we're going to go ahead and start the pre-foreclosure paperwork. And I'm like, and it really was like 4000 but when you get behind, they charge you a appraisal fee in case they have to seal your house. Um, and then a late fee, of course. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, but when I got the paperwork, like, Look, look, this testimony time when I'm, I got the paperwork out of the mail literally I'm reading the paperwork I'm at peace okay because like God did some dope things for me when I was in Tulsa like I'm literally forever changed like literally different okay like period not the same girl not one of them and um my peace will not be moved like the way I saw God perform miracles when I was in Tulsa he literally said like this is a season um, for miracle signs and wonders like I'm about to start doing some crazy miracles and stuff in your life and stuff like this so I'm like like I'm I, like the peace be still okay because like I'm literally reading the paperwork seeing everything it's saying 
knowing that I don't have a resource available, but knowing that my help come from God. So I'm like, God, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do, but um, I need you to try to figure this out because like the 21st is like literally like next week and yeah, like, yeah. And so I'm just, I've literally, God told me to do some instructions, like praying for um, the money and stuff and literally um i'm just so happy because i'm just being faithful i literally been reading the circle maker and in that book it just teaches you to pray for things that are huge you know sometimes we don't pray for big things because we don't feel as if we're deserving of those things like we start feeling like god i know you'll do it for somebody but i just don't know if you'll do it for me and god told me um a little while back like i need you to stop praying those small prayers start praying for big things big things that you counted yourself out in previous seasons big things that you didn't even know you could walk into big things that you didn't feel you were deserving of because of how others treated you or whatever the case may be or how you felt what you came from i i, I need you to start praying for that so literally y'all i've been doing the 40-day prayer challenge that i talked about in um a, a few podcasts ago by mark batterson um after i read the circle maker and um, it's basically just a book to help you circle around the prayers that you feel are too big for you for one but also the prayers that god hasn't answered yet because sometimes when god don't answer prayers we start feeling like maybe god is just not gonna do it and um we start feeling like well he's not gonna do it he's just not gonna do it and God is like, I just need you to keep praying about it. Like, you know, keep circling it. Don't put it off in the back of your head as if it's been, you know, wiped out or it's been voided. No, it's just we're not there yet. But I want you to keep having crazy faith and keep praying for it because it's coming. You know, so um, that's what the book also teaches you to just circle back around for prayers that you might have counted yourself out of because God didn't do it when you wanted him to do it. And um, I'm going to let this one cycle go by real quick and start praying for those things because i haven't forgotten about you i just didn't do it in that season because i needed some other work to be performed in you that way when i started doing what you're asking me for you don't fumble the bag you literally um don't mishandle the things that i'm going to send your way and so that's what the book is about and so i've literally been praying circles around my house y'all a lot of you not like i was telling god like um because it was spoken to me like kind of like prophetically from this girl she was saying that you know i talk about it in a um, few podcasts ago where the girl in my bible study literally sent me a um uh bible she was at bible bible study and she her bible study group was actually reading the circle maker and they were reading the page and she said she read it the holy spirit told her to send it to me and that it was for me and it was crazy because Capitol Hill was the property that they were praying for in the book and on my license it literally says Capitol Hill and you know you can spell Capitol with an A-L or an O-L and in the book it was an O-L and literally on my license it's an O-L and she was like God told me to tell you this so when I sent it to her she was like literally crying real tears she was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh so you know I was just amazed at that I literally was crying my eyes out because I was like dang God I never received a sign like that like that's so fire like okay period so I was telling God like I'm gonna circle around my house because in the um she was just telling me like God is gonna give you every square inch you know that you stay your foot on as he promised Moses and Joshua he gonna do it for you and so I've been re I have been reading the book and I've been doing a 40-day prayer challenge and the journal um, each night and so 
I was just like feeling like I, she was like, so I pray that, you know, you start circling your prayers and stuff. So I had really like not really circled it or whatever the case may be. But then when I came home from Tulsa, I was just like, I really feel the need to like start circling around my house and stuff. So I told God, I was like, God, I got even crazy faith. Like I'm going to include my kids in it because it says in the Bible where two or more are gathered. There I am in the midst of you all. And so I was like, God, I'm going to circle my house knowing that you're going to provide I, this is what i told god i said god you're either going to provide the five thousand five hundred and fifty five dollars um it's five thousand five hundred and fifty four dollars and sixty eight cents i said you're either going to provide that or you're going to pay my house off completely like i was like i know it sounds crazy but it's always crazy until it happens like um and i got crazy faith like i didn't even think nobody's gonna pay for my plane ticket and they paid for my plane ticket like and they paid for my food while i was in tulsa and stuff like girl I got crazy faith. If your faith is small, shame on you. You should be upgrading it, okay? So, um, don't think the things I'm saying is crazy. It might be crazy for you if you don't have crazy faith for yourself. And then you try and project it onto me. So, I say that to say, I was just telling God, like, God, you're either going to pay the past due balance or you're going to pay the house off. Like, nothing less. Because you told me to start my practice here. I did that. So, not only if things do not fall through, you're asking me to uproot my family. But you're also asking me to uproot the practice that you told me to start. And God, like, what? You know, like, what? People love coming here to get a massage. So I was just, like, prompted to start circling around the area of my home. And I was like, God, I'm going to include my kids because, you know, we got crazy faith. So literally, I was praying to God literally one day, going to pick my kids up from school. And I said, God, I need to know how many times you want me to walk around my house and pray. Like, how many times? I'm, and I'm talking about outside, y'all. Like, outside. And so, um, I was like, God, just give me a number that you want me to pray. How many times you want us to walk around? So, if you're not familiar with um, the Israelites literally going to claim their promised land in um, um, their promised land, the walls, they had to walk around, march around the walls of Jericho. And they had to get up a certain amount of times. They had to do it for a certain amount of days and amount of times walking around the wall before the wall would crumble down and they would walk into their promised land and they would defeat everybody who owned that land. God was like literally clearing them out so that they could confiscate their land from them because that is now their promised land. So God was telling me like, um, I'm walking into my promised land and, um, he was like, so I was like, God, I need to know like how many times I need to walk around my house praying, you know? And so literally out of nowhere, I'm driving in a blue sign, a blue little sign, and it says 16. So I'm like, wow, 16 times. All right, cool. So tell my kids, I'm like, we're walking around the house and um, 16 times every day for the next seven days. And um, I was just telling God, like, I felt prompted in my spirit to do it. Um, for seven days i don't know why and even even if maybe not on seven days I'll, I'll still keep doing it but definitely for seven days nothing less than seven days and so um i was like 16 times so literally y'all i lie to you not me and my boys have been walking around the outside of the house 16 times since um month was it monday yes it's monday yes it's monday we started on monday and um i've been doing that so um i know it's a little But um, I've been just walking around praying like miracles for this house. I was like, God, this is your foundation. This is my land that you called me stay, like to claim. Like this is my land. You know, this is my my property. You know, like here is holy. Like you know, this our stuff. You know, and um, 
just been praying and literally I'm just praying that the walls of Jericho literally come crumbling down and that this issue is literally resolved okay it's going to be it's going to work in my favor and I just trust that God is literally going to provide in the most miraculous way right so me and my boys did it and I want to tell you how dedicated we really were to doing it like I had to teach Bible study Wednesday and on Bible study we don't get out until eight o'clock and um it was eight o'clock and you know time is, is about to what, go back yeah so we're about to get our sleep in november and so it's starting to get dark earlier and so it was dark by the time i got off a of bible study group and i was like boys get your shoes on like we're going to go and walk around the house 16 times y'all literally like we're outside walking around the house at 16 times like like at nighttime and so last night even last night like the boys left to go with their dad and we didn't walk um before because i was telling god like i know this was my kid free weekend or whatever and like i was still going to walk as i felt instructed to walk um and i'm gonna do it you know like even though the boys are not here i'm gonna just like you know stand in faith knowing that you you seen the dedication that they put in so you know that they're here you know and if they were here they would be doing it with me so um, last night I went to homecoming and I got home I ate and kind of like parlayed a little bit because I had to do some stuff um, like I said clean up for tomorrow for today and stuff like that so I know the wind is winded I'm sorry but um it was literally I was like I have to walk around this house 16 times before it hits midnight because then it's a new day and so I got up at I, off the um, I was at the table eating some um <laughs> some cookie crisp cereal me and mason argue over that cereal all the time because he likes it i like it he eats a lot of the cereal and i'm like i went to the store last night i got out of the football game and i went and got me something so i was eating that and i was like god it's 11 30 let me get up let me go outside let me march let me pray and circle this house 16 times so did that last night literally like at 11 30 and um just did that and so Sunday will be day seven. Well, Monday will be day seven, actually. Yeah, seven days will be Monday. So, um, I've just been doing that, just like, you know, being faithful. And that's how faithful and dedicated I am to this because God will literally do the work in you, especially when He knows you're faithful. Like, look at Abraham. Like, literally, He told Sarah she was going to have a baby. And he, she was like, I'm getting old. I'm not going to have a baby because people don't have babies at this age. And literally, Abraham was 75 when God said, your wife's going to have a baby around this time next year. Sarah was like, I'm old. I'm not going to have a baby. I'm not going to have a baby. And God had told her a long time ago, he was going to give her a baby. He's going to give her a baby. He gonna give her, she, she was going to have a baby. And um, so God gave Abraham the um, promise at, when he was 75. And um, literally, Sarah got pregnant at 90 and she was laughing she was like oh my gosh like they're not gonna believe this god literally gave me a baby at 90 they didn't think people could have babies at this age and stuff like that so um abraham was um he told he told so abraham was ended up living up to he was 175 and so you know like he got to experience his son like I, I think Sarah died when she was 125. I think so, yeah. She had a baby at 90. She had a baby at 90. She had, she died at 125. But um, just like that, like, God literally did that because he knew that they were faithful. Like, literally faithful. And so, 
God is gonna do amazing things in me because I know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm out here being faithful, okay, like period. And I just want to show God like how dedicated I am to to this to this prayer that God literally shows up when you don't even know how or when or whatever the case may be. So I was just reminded of Abraham's story and Sarah's story. You know, I was Abraham before when he had to provide for the mortgage the first time. And, you know, I'm Sarah because I'm waiting. I always compare myself to Sarah and Abraham. Like, although Abraham is a God, we have similar characteristics. Um, Abraham was down to ride for God, like, period. It was up. He was down to ride. He was going to do whatever God told him to do, whatever the case may be. So that's me as well. And, like, um, Sarah is, um, is me as well because, like, how God gave her that promise that he was going to give her a baby. He didn't say how, when, or whatever, like, that to her. And um, she was just waiting, you know, just waiting and just waiting. I'm doing the same very things because God told me some things back in January when I did a dance fast that he wanted to do with me. And so I'm just waiting also like Sarah. So I always tell myself, I'm like Sarah and Abraham. So, um, yes, so God is going to do that thing. And I'm just like, God, I just wanted to show you how faithful I am. And um, I even remember saying, like, God, it's kind of scary being in this place because, you know, when I before I went to Tulsa, I didn't really have clarity on what I was dealing with in this season. And then God gave me, God gave me revelation that it's the waiting season. And so while I'm walking and, you know, circling the house, praying and stuff, I'm like, God, sometimes this gets a little lonely because you, you, uh, where are the folks that's like done this? And that today makes sense why he gave me this topic of this podcast that, um, not everyone makes it up to this point. Not everyone makes it to this point. And, um, it's just so good because God is so intentional, like so intentional. And I say that because some seasons we get in, we feel like we ain't seen nobody do this. Like we ain't seen nobody make it to this point. We ain't seen nobody, you know, reflect on their season when they were in the season that we're currently in. We, we ain't heard nothing. And God is like, not everybody makes it up into this point. And so I say that so heavily because, like, listen, how I'm literally faced with the same giant again, right? And and this is what I keep giving God. I keep throwing back at God. It's like, God, this balance is literally $5,000. The last balance was literally $7,000. If you paid the $7,000 balance, wouldn't you pay the five? Duh. You know, like, I got crazy faith to believe you're going to pay the five. If you pay the seven, you would pay the five, period. And so... He was just telling me, like, not everybody makes it up into this point. And that's why you ain't seen nobody, like, talk about this or you ain't seen nobody doing this and stuff like that. And it looks like you're the first to do it because you are the first to do it. But I'm here to let you know that although you, like, you're in your waiting season, I'm I'm appreciative of how you're waiting. But also know that I am going to do what I say I'm going to do. And so, y'all, I was literally reading the other day and I was reading in Matthew. A lot of you not. I was reading in Matthew. And um, it's chapter 13 and it's the par- the the title is called the parable of the sower and so chapter 13 down here um in 11 chapter in verse 11 it says because the knowledge of of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them whoever has will be whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and so it says, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. And so I'm going to jump down to um, 15. It says, for people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have their 
and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. So basically saying, if they would open their eyes and they would see what God is actually doing, um, they would actually get healing from themselves. But because their hearts are so hard and, and their, their ways are so ways they're so stuck in their ways they won't um try nothing else and therefore that's why they don't really see god to the fullest capability that they're able to see god because they won't let him in you know how god literally is trying to do something with people in their life but he will only allow he will only do what you allow him to do because you do have the power of free will so if god is trying but you won't let him in then there's nothing he'll be able to do for you so that's what that's saying but i want to jump down to this is the the um revelation that God gave me it was Matthew chapter 13 verses 16 through 23 so it says but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear for truly I tell you many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it listen to what the pair listen then to what the parable of the sower means when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorn refers to someone who hears the word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it uh oh i'm lying. i'm sorry let me go back the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke the word making it unfruitful but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Y'all. Y'all. Let's go back. Let's go back. So it says, so chapter 13 verse 16 says but blessed are your eyes because you they see and your ears because they hear for truly i'll tell you that many prophets and the righteous people long to see what you see but they do not see it and they and to hear what you hear but they do not hear it so here it goes not everybody makes it up to this point and and it tells you why in the in the chat in the verses after that because it says listen to the one listen to what the parable of the sower means when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart this is the seed sown along the path so those are the people who god basically who hears about what god is doing and how how great god is and how they should have a relationship with god but because they don't have a relationship with him they don't understand his works. They don't understand how he maneuvers. And they just hear the words. They don't really apply it to their life because they don't know God for themselves. That's why their their seed, it says their seed, um, this seed is sown along the path. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Because it's hard for you to know God if you don't have a relationship with God, therefore the enemy will come and convince you that, hey, you being stuck in your ways or you doing what you're doing is fine. 
you know, you, you don't have to do what she told you to do. Um, you What you're doing is working. You're just going through a moment where you're just faced with adversity, but it's going to get better. But it could be really God trying to call you out of that season where you're literally working harder and not smarter. But because you don't have a relationship with God, you wouldn't view God as someone who truly has the best intentions for you because it says in the Bible that my plans are not to harm you but to prosper you but if you don't have a relationship with God it's hard to view it from such standpoint so those are the seeds sown along the path the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy but since they have no root they only last a short short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away the seed falling among among oh so let's stop there so basically these are the people who um are saved right these are like lukewarm what we would call lukewarm christians and um these are the people who have a, who know god they know like they they know god they've accepted god into their hearts and that they they know him but um they they're they're kind of like lukewarm they're still in culture and they can't come up off of the things that God is telling them to come up off of or change some of the ways that God is calling them to change. And so they're half in culture, half in Christ. So you don't really trust Christ enough to be all in. You still are a little bit in culture. And so, um, you, but you know God is good. You know God is who this person telling you this stuff about God. You know those things are true. But you 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 don't apply it to your own life because you like what you like you you want to go and do things that's outside of the will of God's um the outside of the will for your life that God has for you and so it's hard for you to be all in you're lukewarm and so um when you hear these things you know that what I'm telling you is God you know that she's not lying God is a good God God is a so sovereign God literally people fly in this neighborhood like crazy and um anyway like God is all that she's saying God is but I just don't know if I'm ready to embark that journey fully because I don't know if I'm ready to come up off of some of the things that I know I enjoy. So, you know God is good, but since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So, it's kind of like the power of conviction. It would You're supposed to feel convicted when you're doing things that you know you're not supposed to be doing. But some people view it as condemnation because it, it hurts so bad and they know they're doing those things. They don't look at it as a as a um, place of correction, but more so as a place of punishment. And so they're like, I'm not good enough for God. I'm, I, I made too much too many mistakes. And so I'm just going to, you know, continue to do what I do. But I want God to know that I still love him and that I and that I do hope one day to be on the path that he's calling me to be on because they think that they have to come to Christ perfect or not coming with these struggles and stuff and so those are what we call like lukewarm Christians and so it says because they have no root it only lasts a short period of time so they'll try to start doing something like they'll start doing something because they know God is good they'll start saying hey well well maybe I won't be well maybe I'll, I'll try to be celibate but then they go back to these environments that God is trying to call them out of that um cut that um contribute to these impure thoughts and these lustful desires that lead up to you wanting to have sex they go back to those atmospheres thinking that they can stay in those atmospheres and so it only lasts a short period of time because they they don't want to leave those atmospheres they go back and they say i like that i enjoy i enjoy but my friends are there and god is like i know your friends are there but when you are there with your friends it's also other things there that's not in the will that i have for your life but um you know you have the will to do whatever you would like so 
because they feel as if they've made mistakes maybe they broke their celibacy i told y'all i talk about how i even broke my celibacy one time and um you you feel like dang i'm not i'm not good enough for god so i'm just gonna stay in culture and you know kind of like do what i do best and so it, you because you don't have that root of knowing like god is god is like i'm all in with god 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 knows i'm gonna make mistakes and stuff like that you don't really it only lasts for a short period of time and then it expires so those are what i would classify as like sorry y'all the kids are out riding their um it's a lot of them too they're out riding their little bikes or whatever their motor their motorbikes but um this is what we will classify as what i call lukewarm christians they still don't want to come up off of worldly things but they still know who God is. And maybe they've even accepted God into their, their heart. So they're saved. But they're just, you know, not fully all in yet. So it says next. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word. Making it unfruitful. So this is the people who have a relationship with God. And this is what I'm. This is this is this is what I'm getting from it. Okay, and um, this is saying the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But this, oh, okay. So this is like people who feel as if they, you know, they 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 know God, they know God, but life, they know life, and they like um. I hear what you're saying like I, I hear that you told God that God told you to cut quit your job I hear that God called you out of nursing like I, I understand that but like I got bills that's due um I got kids I got to be taken care of and I got all these things so um I just don't mm, I don't think that's gonna work for me like I, I don't think that's gonna work for me and it's because we get so wrapped up in things being our source and not God being our source and so we start diverting from god's will because we're built we feel we're built on having to survive and not thrive and so it says they they the words of this life in their in the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful and so wealth you know like you can't they you know how many people told me was like hey you 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 can't afford to not work and i'm like you think i don't know that like i know but God told me to not work, so I'm not working. We might have to go in because they're cutting grass. I'm not understanding. Because there's no grass out. Grass stopped growing. But, um, so yeah. Those are the people who are like, so like, I need to survive. I need to survive. Like, I know you're saying these things, but like, nah. You know, you, you just get, you, you, it, 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 it's just not going to work for me. And then we get so caught up in, um. I hope, like, I'm going to have to probably go inside. We get so caught up in um, chasing a bag that we start idolizing the bag. And so the wealth is our goal because we're so built on survival that we are like, we got to make this money, 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 we got to do this, we got to do that. And the, um, the wealth choked the word, making it unfruitful. So you really think, like, you're producing fruit, but you're really not producing fruit. So that's those people. And then it lastly says, but the, the seed falling on good soil 
refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is me, okay, period. I don't know about y'all, but this is me. And I say that because it says this is the one who, it says, hold on. Excuse me. But this seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. So this is somebody who's being obedient, literally chasing God all in, literally not being perfect because we are all imperfect. Even when you are a Christian, you are going to make mistakes, but you are learning from your mistakes. Even if you fail at it three, four, five, six, ten times, okay? You're still learning from your mistakes to be better. And you're literally seeking God for all understanding. And you're hearing what is being taught to you. And you're applying it to your life. Because yes, you're not better. But you want to be better, you know. And so, um, those are the people whose seed falls on good ground. And this is the one who produces a crop. You're in 160 or 30 times what was sown. And see, I don't think people understand that. Um... You know, like when you throw seeds into a field, not all of them are going to um, take take root. You know, some some the birds are going to come and eat. Um, some are going to blow away because of um, this. Like it might be storming. It might rain. It might wash away. If you know this about like um, planting and stuff, not every seed is going to take root. And this is just like God's children. Not everybody is going to. I'm so sorry. I hope this is not bad. But um, not everybody is going to take root in Christ like just because they hear about God doesn't mean that they're going to actually seek him as their personal Lord and Savior and um you know live this life for Christ and these are the people that it's ex explaining and so when I look at it I'm like God but but it's so good because listen like when you um do all of this and you're playing all these seeds and stuff normally like if you ever see um farmers and stuff when they throw these these seeds out and stuff they're throwing them everywhere and they're tilling the ground and doing all of this stuff in hopes that um it takes it takes root and so um when it takes root they don't know how much their crop is going to be they don't know they don't they could throw out three thousand seeds and only you know like it and seven thousand crops bloom you know what i'm saying and it's because it's in a bunch like it's it's literally you don't you don't know how many take root but also you don't know how many like these things produce fruit which means it ain't just gonna be like oh you because you throw one out that one gonna produce fruit no like no it, it don't work like that so that's what i'm telling you like when you're doing the work that god has called you to do and you're in these seasons where you're doing what god is saying and you're being obedient and you're literally doing the work that is um, required for you to reap the harvest that you're looking to reap don't feel like you're going to get exactly back what you were what you gave no god's word said that all things will be given exceedingly and abundantly you're not god's going to give you back tenfold what you put in so don't feel like oh i'm just going to if i put thirty dollars in i'm just going to get thirty dollars back no you're not sure you're going to get more than that no you're not it says it right here it says this is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown oh baby your blessing finna be big big okay like big big period okay like big big because we serve a big god so i am here to tell you that not everybody makes it to this point that's why if you are on this journey and it don't you're not surrounded by people who um resemble what you are chasing after which is god he's really driving me crazy with that um 
long more thing. But if you're surrounded by people and it looks like maybe you're the only one, you probably are the only one. You might be the only one. It's okay. But I'm here to tell you, like, don't give up when you are the only one. Don't give up. Don't stop because you don't see anybody else doing it. I'm here to tell you, not everybody makes it up to this point. And I just gave you, I just told you why. I gave you, I just told you why. Because not all God's children are going to take root to his word. Not all God's children are seeking God diligently. There's some not in. There's some all in. There's some that's in but still have um, some things that they, they, they're attached to that God wants to set them free from. But then there's some that's all in. So don't start feeling like um, I'm the only one. You are the only one. You might be the only one. And it's okay to be the only one. Because not everybody makes it to this point. But to this point, I need you to know, like, don't let up. Don't throw in the towel. You're literally in the waiting season for the harvest. Like you've tilled the ground. You've pulled the weeds up. You did the fertilizing. You've literally went out and done everything you needed to do. And now you're waiting for God to give you the harvest for the work that you've put in last season. Everybody don't make it up to this point. Everybody is not doing what they want. Like everybody not doing what God told them to do. And that's why I don't know if you ever heard um, the analogy like you don't plant wheat and get back um like let, let me not use that example because i'm not good with that kind of stuff but like you don't plant corn and expect yams to bloom right no you don't plant yams and expect corn to bloom when you plant corn you expect corn to bloom right exactly so people are out here praying for a harvest that they haven't even sown for don't like people are literally out here praying for things they haven't even put in the work for you're looking for corn, but you literally put in candy yams, um, uh, so like seeds. How are you looking for that? How are you looking for people to come and serve your vision? And you haven't even sown your your time, your effort, your thoughts, your ideas in nobody else's vision. But you are wanting God to send you these people. You haven't sown for that. Therefore, the harvest is not going to be what you're expecting because you haven't put in the work. That's why I'm sitting here knowing like my harvest is about to be big because I know what work I've put in. I know that I haven't fought God with the things he's told me to do. I know I've come up off of things that God told me to come up off of that I didn't even think I could live without. But I'm going to reap all of that. It says literally yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Man man my field finna be so loaded yo i'm here to tell you not everybody makes it up to this point if you are waiting for god to fulfill his promise in your life do not give up and if you have put in the work do not allow other people who have not sown for the season they are praying for to disrupt the season that you know you have sown for and that you are waiting for your harvest to come from don't let other people be the reason why you say oh i don't know if god's going to produce the like the fruit that i know he told me he was going to produce you're rooted in good ground your soil is good you've cut the weeds you let go of things all it is you've literally been tended to to your roots and baby when the roots are good the foundation is good the the tree is going to bear good fruit and that's why i don't even be you know studying what people say out here or like or even tilting my crown for things that i know come from people who who haven't even put in the work because you can tell by the fruit people bear what kind of work they're out here putting in for God's for God and his kingdom. Folks out here, you got baby, I don't need you to tell me that you a bad truth. 
a bad tree. I see the fruit you bearing, baby. It's all soiled. It's all it's all spoiled. It's all rotten. It's all this and it's all that. I it, you, I smell the aroma from the bad fruit. You don't have to tell me anything. That's the that's the that's the power of the Holy Spirit. As you go, you are able to discern more. You're getting smarter. You're getting wiser. You're you're literally trying to become more like God. You never will be become God. But you're becoming more like God. You're literally possessing the fruits of the spirit. God is needing you to discern more as you're growing in him. Because he's going to say, hey, I need you to start weeding out the people who look like me and the people who are me. And so that's one of the gifts that I have, baby. You you don't even have to tell me who you are. My spirit going to know before I even before I even hear the words coming out of your mouth. That's why when you walk up to certain people and you be like, oh, my spirit just don't sit right with her. My spirit just don't sit right with him. That's God giving you the discernment to say, hey, you don't even got to interact with them to know that they're not for you. Your spirit is already picking up on things to let you know that they're not for you. I don't need you to go down that road with them to see that they weren't for you. No, I'm going to spare you some time because I've seen the work you've been putting in, the dedication you've shown to our relationship. I'm giving you that gift to discern between people who look good for you and people who are good for you. I need your spirit to be able to pick it up first. You don't got to hang out with them five or six times to see that they was going to, you know, cause you harm or that they had deceitful ways. No, I need you. Your spirit is going to give you that from the jump. The moment y'all shake hands or the moment you say hello. No, like that's the beauty of Christ. As you grow in Christ, God's giving you more of him, literally more of him. So don't let people who have not sown for the harvest that they're looking to reap, that they will not be reaping, come in and disturb your waiting season while you're waiting for something you know God is going to do for you not everybody makes it up until this point and I'm so happy that if you have made it to this point let's give them a minute y'all they give y'all a show we gave them their moments don't start feeling like you know like you you have to forfeit the waiting season no no stand firm in knowing that god is about to literally send you a harvest where you're gonna need some help baby like picking out that crop you're gonna say dang i can't even get all this by myself you know how them tobacco workers they they plant them seeds and they throw them seeds out there with a machine they throw them seeds out there with a machine they use these um farming farming um tractors and stuff to till the soil and stuff like that one person can drive this this tractor right and till the soil because the the machine is basically you know doing the work for them but when the harvest comes oh you need about you need about 30 40 folks baby you need them to come um help you get your stuff because it's too much it's so much that you're gonna need some help i'm here to tell you that it's gonna be so much you're not you're gonna have to call some help to come and get the harvest that god has for you like like literally baby it's on the way like i'm telling you right now it's fit to be locked and loaded you're gonna need some help like stay in this waiting season waiting with gratitude waiting with patience waiting knowing that you've already put in the work to reap the harvest that you are about to reap see people who have not put in the work who have not sown for the harvest they are looking to reap they, that, that's why they want to discourage you because when they started thinking about it they say dang I planted yams and I was looking for corn meanwhile you planted corn and you finna get corn girl listen stay in the game 
stay in the game. I'm telling you, not everybody makes it to this point. And if you made it to this point, I'm so proud of you, yo. The things you had to do to get here, do not forfeit in the final quarter of this year. Do not forfeit. It's coming. Stay anchored in this season knowing here is holy and all you have is all you need. So this is your girl, Samantha. This is my podcast, Naturalized. I love y'all until next time. And I'm here to tell you and remind you that not everybody makes it up until this point. I love you. Be blessed and have a great day. Until next time, my girl.